papers, papers everywhere. Notebooking is a fantastic tool we can use to teach science. But unless your notebooking pages come pre-made and bound together in a book, you will struggle with a mess of pages to deal with. So how do you organize all those papers into notebooks? Hi, I'm Paige Hudson, and welcome to Season 6 of the Tips for Homeschool Science Show, where we're breaking down one of the lofty ideals of teaching science into three building blocks you can use in your homeschool. In this episode, I'll share three tips to help you tame that notebooking pages beast. In the last episode, we chatted about notebooking and how to harness its benefits for teaching science in our homeschool. But as wonderful as notebooking is, it has this big, hairy problem that we don't like to talk about, the notebooking pages beast. This paper monster creeps silently into your homeschooling closet. It overflows onto desks and tabletops. And the next thing you know, it rivals the unfolded laundry pile lying on the bedroom floor. None of us are immune to the notebooking pages beast. And I promise you, if you use narration in notebooking for science or any other subject, you will have to conquer this monster at some point. And while I'm so thankful to have lots of notebooking keepsakes in our home, it took a bit of time for me to figure out an organizational system that works for us, one that allows us to reap the benefits of notebooking while overcoming that clutter creature that comes along with it. So how do you get rid of the mess, reclaim your surfaces, and organize a science notebook? Here are three tips to help. Number one, plan digitally. So if you decide to find your notebooking pages as you go, you can quickly get overwhelmed. Not only are there a ton of pages you can download on the internet, it's just way too easy to forget where you found a page and when you plan to use it. Plus, if you print it out so you won't forget, there's a high likelihood of it going missing in the belly of the notebooking pages beast. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has found a blank notebooking page in a stack of forgotten recipes to try later. So I have found that planning digitally keeps me organized in the notebooking department. So here are some ideas for keeping track of the notebooking pages you found in a digital way. You can keep a Pinterest board for each subject or for each year. You can bookmark those go-to websites you regularly use for finding notebooking pages. Or you can download the pages you know you're going to use and save them in a folder on your desktop, ready to print out when you're ready to use them. If you plan digitally, you cut off the notebooking page's clutter creature before it even gets out of the gate. Number two, keep it all together. So I keep all our notebooking pages together for a subject in one folder. And I have different colored folders for each subject. Our science one is green because that's my favorite color. Using different colored folders help me to know which one to slide the paper into without having to pull everything down out of the stack, which means I'm more likely to put it in the right place rather than just haphazardly throwing it in there. Now, this doesn't mean that you won't end up with a to-be-filed stack of folders that is thicker than a ream of paper, but it will keep everything in one place until you have time for that marathon hole-punching session. If you don't use the file folder idea, you can keep your notebooking pages together by using a bound journal, composition book, or spiral notebook with your student, by printing out all the notebooking pages at the beginning of the year and having it bound before you even start, or by springing for that pre-printed or bound copy of the student notebook. These days, this is what I prefer to do because time is at a premium for me. But the short of it is that if you keep all those loose-leaf notebooking pages together in one place, it keeps that beast from spreading all over your house. Number three, store it all in an accessible place. 
Trust me on this one. You will want to look back at your students' notebooks. And for that matter, (laughs) so will your students. But once you have bound all those loose pages together, you don't want a stack of science notebooks lying on the floor for all to see. When we first got started with notebooking, we had those piles. And so I decided to put them all in storage. I packed up those science notebooks and stored them with the rest of our materials for the year. But the problem was that every time we wanted to walk down memory lane, it involved a hike down to the semi-scary basement. Clutter Beast versus Basement Visit. It's a tough call. Now we have a shelf dedicated to old notebooks, so we can enjoy, laugh at, and reference them with ease. So here are a few ways you can store those old science notebooks in an accessible place. You can give each child a cubby to store their old notebooks. You can fill one of your empty cabinets with notebooks instead. You can add a bookshelf just for showcasing notebooks, projects, and artwork. If you find a way to store your old notebooks in an accessible place, you'll enjoy them for years to come, and you will have conquered that notebooking pages beast. So I trust that all these tips will help you get organized when it comes to notebooking. We love this method of recording what our kiddos have learned, but it can turn into yet another clutter creature. To keep the beast at bay, plan digitally, keep those loose pages together, and store your past notebooks in an easy-to-reference place. I trust that these tips will help you enjoy the benefits of notebooking without all that disorganization. You can see these tips as a full transcript and pin this episode at the show notes post at elementalscience.com slash blogs with an S slash podcast slash this episode's number, which is 85. Thanks for listening. And I hope you have a great week playing with science. If you are still listening, you need to know about the new Facebook group we've started for the THS podcast listeners. That's you. We discuss the show's topic, add tips, and encourage one another on our journey to teach science. Sound good? Then head on over to facebook.com slash groups slash THS podcast to answer two simple questions about the tips for homeschool science show and join in on the fun. And before you go, I have to let you know that this podcast is free for you to enjoy, thanks to the products we offer at Elemental Science. Let us know what you thought about this episode by leading a rating or a review in iTunes or in the podcasting app you use to listen to the Tips for Homeschool Science show. And if you're looking for more help with homeschool science, Elemental Science has loads of tips, books, and programs to support you as you teach science at home. Visit ElementalScience.com to learn more.